good morning, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. How are you doing? Um, this is Darren here with the Sit Down Podcast. Um, it's been a while since I published something. I have some old audios that I've been editing of myself and a close friend of mine by the name of Jose. Um, we just be talking about just crazy out-the-wall issues like I usually do here. But today is a very auspicious day for me. It's a day that that is really life-changing and, and altering for this country and for its people that live here. Uh, today is Martin Luther King holiday. It's recognized. Now everybody knows about Martin Luther King, you know, the I Have the Dream speech and all of that jazz. <clears throat> but we do not really understand, I guess a lot of people don't understand what it took for him to get to that status. It wasn't just him alone that made all of these things happen. It was other people that made made civil rights laws get passed for desegregation and businesses and other things like that. You know, it took middle class Black Americans, SNCC, and other corporate and other other programs like that to help fund to help fund those things. And I just find it kind of strange that. Everybody really focuses on King, but they don't really focus on who or what he was, you know, even though he was a man of peace and stuff. They didn't start taking him really serious until he started talking about running to get the check, running to get the money. And that's when people start feeling some type of way about his whole situation. Yeah. You know, because after he made his his um, one speech called The Two Americas, which I charge every American to listen to, because the same things he was talking about in the 60s are still going on today. And it seems to me like I'm living in a freaking time warp. Looks like I'm looking at the 60s all over again. And I don't want that for my children. You shouldn't want that for yours neither. We should be able to grow and move forward as a society, not to look back. Not looking back. It seems that a lot of people in this country want to look back at things. We can't look back. We always got to move forward. Always got to look forward. We know we've made some mistakes. True. But the only way this country is going to be able to grow is they have to admit their mistakes. They're not ready to admit their mistakes. They continue to perpetuate the they continue to perpetuate stigma that was learned by their from their grandmother and the great grandmother and the great 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 mother, so on and so forth. And that's not healthy as a nation. Seeing as such we're in this time of this pandemic, you know. And another thing that I wanted to bring up, I usually have another host with me talking about just things that that are just going on 
but you know everybody that I've been talking to <clears throat> excuse me got some sinuses draining um everyone I've been talking to they real been real apprehensive about you know getting on there I guess it's the way I just projected because I just want everybody to be like straight no chaser um I want just a natural conversation with people. That's all that is needed. Natural conversations, people talking, people getting into disagreements, people not knowing knowledge and stuff like that. You know, typical things like that. Nothing big, nothing small. So, I'm here to reintroduce myself. Darren, um, United States Marine Corps veteran. Served in Iraq, you know, did my time in the Fleet Marine Force, and during that time, I've experienced all sorts of racism and all sorts of crazy shit in there. Now they say, you know, military people say, "Oh, we're not color, we're colorblind. All we see is green." Yeah, y'all see green, but y'all also see other colors. That's neither here nor there. I am here. To just talk about a few things that's been going on in my head. Yesterday I heard on the news that it was something going on about a standoff somewhere in a Jewish synagogue out there in like northern Texas. Where they had to end up killing the guy. He was from Britain and he was holding a bunch of Jewish um, Jewish people up in a in a synagogue and stuff, hostage for a long period of time, and the conflict wasn't reissued, wasn't resolved, so they had to go ahead and take them out. To be honest, I'm surprised it took them that long to just go ahead and put a bullet in the man's head and keep it moving, because you know how America is. They don't care. Woo-hoo, America. You know, just go ahead and blow some shit up. Send out the eagles. They're not the sparklers. And Roman candles. Let's just fuck some shit up. Woo-hoo. Yeah. But, you know, we can't. We got to understand right now that the whole world is in a very, very sensitive, in a very, very, very trying and sensitive time to where, to where people don't know what to believe. What's coming here from the left? What's coming here from the right? People don't know. People do not know what to believe. Because there's so much false information being distributed on websites and out there in the internet. When the truth finally comes out there, some people will be like, oh, I don't even believe it. Because sometimes the truth is more harder to believe than a lie. Yeah. The truth is more harder to believe than a lie, you know, and I say that and I could just bring up a time when I was younger. Um, I was still in high school. Now, mind you, I wasn't a real popular kid in high school. Didn't try to be a popular kid in high school. I just tried to just, you know, be known amongst people that I really consider my friends. And I remember one time, you know, I stayed to myself, didn't bother nobody, you know, I was a bit of a loner, 
you know. I'm trying to be less of that now because, you know, it's good to have people around you, decent people around you that are looking out for your well-being and your good and are willing to be honest. If you don't have a person around you that's willing to be honest and let you know when you're fucking up and be in there for you, you know, help out if they can. Because everyone has problems, then, you know, keep them around. And find somebody that can, you know, give you positive reinforcements. You know, because this world will fucking bring you down quick. and won't give a damn. But anyway, I remember one time when I was in high school, um, you know, I ain't bother nobody. I'm on the bus, you know, minding my business and, you know. School, school, cool guy. I don't know. His name was Marcus, but everybody called him Fruity and shit like that. I don't know why he had a nickname like Fruity, but, you know, he was out there doing his own thing in the gangs and stuff like that. And, you know, he was just up there talking shit, fucking with me on the bus. And, you know... I'm up here just thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do when I get home and how I'm going to, you know, take care of my baby brother and stuff and do other things around the house because I had a shitload of stuff that I had to do because I was off that day from my from my job at the grocery store up the street where my stepfather, where my dad worked and stuff. And I had a lot of shit on my mind at that time. So he proceeded to you know, fucking just roast me on the bus, and I'm like, yo, you know, chill out, I ain't got time with it, I ain't with it today, you know, don't start it, you know, but he kept on roasting me, kept on fucking with me, kept on fucking with me, and, and I was like, okay, he was like, oh, I'll kick your ass, blah, 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 I was like, all right, well, if you want to go ahead and try it, then go ahead and try it, playboy, because, um, I ain't the one, and everybody on the bus was like, ooh, because, see, I was smart, you know. Everybody be up there trying to fight when you get out of school and shit like that. I'm like, nah, I ain't trying to do none of that shit. If I ever wanted to fight somebody, if they left me no other choice, I always fall off the bus, off the bus, in a neighborhood away from the damn school and shit, because I wasn't trying to impress nobody with a fight. It's a fight. We're supposed to diffuse our differences with our fists. Even though when we get older, they tell us to diffuse our situations with our with our mouths and our minds and stuff. But sometimes a fist is warranted, even when you're older. Sometimes it is. Sometimes a motherfucker need to get a slap. But that's another thing. So I'm saying this because the truth, because even though... You can tell the truth to people. They still think you're lying. So we got off the bus. And I was like red hot. I was mad. I was 38 hot. And you know my blood was boiling. My eyes were fucking. Was all cloudy and shit. You know I'm like I'm gonna fuck this motherfucker up. Cause he ain't even know. He gonna get every piece of his fist. And his motherfucking feet. When I get off this goddamn bus. Forgive me. And I get off this damn bus, and I'm finna, he finna get it. 
he don't know what he stepped into. I had a friend on that bus. His name was Lamar. He seen the look in my eye and he knew. He was like, oh shit, Darren is serious. He is not playing. He finna fuck this dude up. He has no idea. Everybody was like, what you talking about? I was like, watch. Got off the damn bus. And so, at that time, I wasn't the type to strike it up. And here, motherfucker, I was going to wait and see what they was going to do. Because a lot of motherfuckers, they'll be waiting and shit. And then when you want to damn strike the first move, they'll be like, oh, he hit me. No. No, bitch. If you're going to be committed, you're going to have to swing at me. And then I go ahead and counter. And if I feel that you ain't really committed, but you still talking that shit, that's when I'm going to lay your ass down. But anyhow, get off the bus. He up there still talking shit. And there's a friend of mine that moved down in the neighborhood from Detroit. And he already had beef with Fruity Friend named Pierre. And Pierre was up there like, man, this nigga ain't finna, this nigga ain't finna do shit. I was like, all right, keep on. And I was like, you think I'm motherfucking playing? So, I, he was turned around and walked away and shit. And I pushed him. And so, I pushed him and he fucking flew all crazy. I knew right then and there I had him and shit. Because this motherfucker, he ain't even got the damn strength to fucking take a normal push that I had. I ain't even pushed the man hard. I just pushed him normal. He was about to damn sprawl out on the damn cement. He turns around. And he just cups his hand like he's scooping water to make a sound. And he just slaps me. Wow. And everybody was like, oh, shit, like he slapped me hard or something. And I just stood there still as a stone. And I just turned. And he just walked up in my face. He was like, and he was like what? Now, if you finna slap somebody, you need to go ahead and follow through with punches. And he, as soon as he slapped me and he turned. He put his hands down and he kind of rushed up and tried to rush up and look up at me. I just hit him with a straight right. Wow. That fucking, that damn right sent his ass fucking sprawling around in a circle. And I seen that his friend was about to jump into the whole situation, to the fighting shit. And my friend, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. My friend from Detroit. He was over there right there in the corner up underneath the doggone um, magnolia tree. And his fist was just clenching in and out and shit. He up there like squinting his eyes. He's like, yeah. He's like, go ahead. And Pierre looked like he was about to rush in. Because I was going to have to deal with him too. But I was finna pick up a rock or something and just fucking throw it in his direction. Fucking. And then Pierre seen my, um, seen my neighbor and shit doing that shit. He was like, nah, I ain't going to even fuck with him. Because he was finna try to jump. And I proceeded to beat the shit out of Fruity. At the bus stop, and everybody was all surprised, like that shit wasn't gonna happen because Prudy was like all popular in the school and shit. All the girls wanted to talk to him and shit, and he used to be out there talking all fucking crazy ass fly shit to teachers and shit. And he was supposed to be connected in the damn streets. So I ain't give a damn about all of that. You finna feel every fucking knee, elbow, fucking fist I put on his ass. Then I proceeded to grab him, throw him on the ground, start ramming his face on the damn fucking concrete. He's like, all right, man, let me go, let me go, let me go, man. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I ain't gonna fuck with you no more. I ain't gonna fuck with you no more. So he got up and he walked off and shit all disheveled and fucking all fucked up. And um, my friend Lamar looked at him, looked at me, 
And I walked off and he was like, see, man, I told you, man, Darren ain't nothing to fuck with. So I picked up my book bag, walked home, made me a made me a ham sandwich when I was eating ham sandwich, had me cheese sandwich and chilled out and went to bed. Next couple of days, next couple of days, things, things, um, the school was just normal, you know. I was minding my own business and stuff, but you know, I noticed how I noticed how some people were, you know, coming around and they were just kind of looking at me all strange and shit. Like you know how people be whispering and pointing and shit. And so I was like, okay, whatever. So I was passing by my social study teacher's class. His name was Mister Lugdale. I don't know if he's still up at the. I don't know if he's still up there at the school. But if he is, then, then yeah, I commend him because he was one of the best teachers I ever had. He taught me about life. He taught me lessons and stuff, and I and I appreciate that, and I really, really am thankful for that. And I'm really, really thankful for that. But with that being said, freaking, he was like, hey, Darren. He was like, he was like, hey, Darren, come here. And so I was trying to head to my um my extra period class because I just wanted to get some extra credit. And plus, I was practicing on my violin, which I played. And um, Mr. Lugfield pulled me in his office and stuff. And he was like, how you doing? And so I was like, I'm good. And he was like. I've been hearing things about you in school, Darren. And I was like, I was like, what have you heard? Cause you know, I don't, I ain't with none of that. And so he was like, no, nah, ain't nothing bad. I just heard you and you and um, Fruity got into a fight. And I was like, yeah. And so I looked around the room, and Fruity was in the classroom, and he was sitting there at the desk, and everybody was quiet, and everybody was looking at me. And um, they was like, her, you and Fruity got into a fight. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, what of it? And so he was like, I heard, um, I'm hearing from other, I'm hearing from other, um, people that, you know, you beat up Fruity. I'm hearing other, I'm hearing from other people that, that, um, Fruity beat up you. And so I just want to know what happened. And I was like, man, this look good. He was with the damn bullshit. I'm saying to myself, you with the mess, man. But um, I was like, okay. So I came in and I told him straight up. I was like, you know, I told him exactly what happened. I was like, I told the man. I told Fru to leave me alone on the bus. He kept fucking with me. And I was like, I'm going to kick your ass. Once we get off, I was like, we're going to fight once we get off the bus. We fought. I won, let him up, and we went our separate ways. And everybody was like looking and stuff. And um and everybody started laughing. And so Mr. Glugger was like, I don't even believe that. I don't even believe that you Darren. You of all people, you don't bother nobody and you don't even look. You don't even look like that. I was like, well, the appearances can't be deceiving. 
it's like, yeah, that's true. And then Fruity up there trying to save some of his reputation. Like, all right, man, it, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing, man. He was just up there. He was up there grabbing me and holding me and stuff like that, man. He was not doing nothing, man. But, but um, yeah, we ended up doing nothing. It wasn't no big fight, nothing like that, man. We scrapped and everything like that. And, and um, he up there had to admit, like, yeah, we up there did some stuff. And, and I and we, we stopped, man. I ain't going to mess with that man no more. He cool. He good. He good, man. I ain't got no problem with him no more. And I was like, and this little good kind of looked at me surprised, like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay. He's like, all right, man, go ahead and go back to your class or something. You need a hall pass or something? I was like, yeah. And he wrote me a hall pass, and I left. But I said all of that to say this, that even when people and with society that's going on right now, people are saying all sorts of fucking crazy shit that people still don't believe. People still don't believe what's right in front of them. Even when all the truth is there, when all the answers are in front of their face, people still do not believe that this is happening. People do not believe that freedoms are slowly being taken away. People do not believe that they are trying to further isolate people because when you isolate people, people can't really communicate because this technology that we have is a constant. You have to excuse my kids. You know, they're up there acting all crazy in the background because they're kids. But communication is the key. Conversations rule the nation. They do. Technology, they have the ability to monitor, every, monitor everything that we say, everywhere we go, everything that you do. It don't take nothing from us if we smart and we need to organize and stuff like that to put our phones down and fucking just poof, put them down somewhere and meet up, you know, do dead drops and other shit like that of that nature. But yeah, even when the truth is right in front of our face, even when all the information is there for us to look up and to see that people have been doing any and everything to slowly take our freedoms away and they're slowly getting taken away, that People still won't believe it. But people probably will start to believe everything before when it's too late. And we got to start being more together as a nation. We got to start being together more as a people. Because time's out. Black people, and I'm just speaking to black people, not times out people for just, you know, playing around. We need to do what we got to do for ourselves. We need to establish ourselves and we need to get our shit together. Because every other, every other group is getting their shit together, except us. We the only ones that's still out here trying to fucking style and profile.
for nobody and trying to impress people that we don't even fucking like. We need to get our shit together. Excuse me. It's been a light my cigarette. Feeling a little bit stressed out. No. No. What I really want to say is this. We see what's going on. But what can we do? How can we change the world? How can someone like me change the world? How can someone like you change the world? How can we make our situation better? It all starts with just reaching one, teaching one. That's where it begins. You got to believe that the path that we're on is a righteous and just cause. And that this is the best solution for our problems. We can no longer just sit back and sit to the sideline and be like, okay, they'll do something. We must be proactive. We must strike first and we must strike hard. I'm not saying people that tear up shit, but if you have to defend yourself, then defend yourself. Be quick. deadly if you have to be and be within the confines of the law Martin Luther King and many others like him during the movement practice a nonviolent approach and that's what they expect to see from the majority of our people is a nonviolent approach When they see people quote Malcolm X and doing Malcolm X things, they get a little bit upset or they get a little bit concerned because they're so used to talking, we're so used to just going out there and marching. That's what they expect us to do. When somebody get killed in the street, so we kill one of our own, we go out there and we march instead of doing something about it. Well, I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if if you're not willing to literally die for your cause, then shut the hell up and let the big boys and the big girls play. Don't try to be no sunshine patriot when the shit go down. Talk about, oh, I was rolling with y'all. Now just sit your ass down. Do what you been doing. Do what you been doing. And just continue moving forward. And to the people that really, to the people that really understand, y'all know what I mean.
well. I figured that I'll try to have at least people on the podcast that wanted to talk about things, but everybody is afraid to get out there and let their, their voices and their, and, their, and their voice be heard because they don't want to compromise their career. I understand you don't want to compromise your career. I understand you don't know what the hell to talk about. And that's understandable. But we got to get over that. We got to get over living in fear. And that's all these past three years have been since we've been under this plague. People living in fear. We cannot live in fear anymore. Fear weakens you mentally, spiritually. And physically. It weakens you. It makes you be more cautious when you should be more daring. Fear can keep you alive, but also fear can kill. It's like a it's like a double-edged sword. Fear is like a double-edged sword that freaking that they that freaking thirst thirst for the emotion, like a cursed sword. I can say we could say that 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 thirst for it, like it wants. It wants either one, either or one of those emotions. Fear. I refuse to live in fear. Same way she would you. So. I'm going to take a break. Get some of these advertisements through. Because you know we got to do that to keep the, keep the lights on. And. I'll be right back.